In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. When our son was young, I often found myself saying in the morning, okay, it's time to change, but not too much because I like you just the way you are. It was a joke, a very little joke, as Christopher went to put on his clothes for school. And of course, ironic, because children do nothing but change. As babies, the changes are visible pretty much daily, as I'm sure Julie's parents could tell you. But for a long while, the changes keep coming. And if we're talking about growth, growth in all sorts of ways, not just growing up physically, I think most of us actually hope that's a lifelong project, both for those we love and for ourselves. But growth is one thing and change is another, even if they often come at one and the same time. The disciples we encounter in today's gospel have done a lot of growing. The three with Jesus in today's gospel are the very first he called, Peter and James and John. Lots has changed for them. They've gone from fishermen to followers of Jesus. And to do that, despite the reassurance that they will now be fishing for people, so somehow in line with what they've done before, their boats, their nets, their parents, and their predictable life in Capernaum by the Sea of Galilee has been left behind. But leaving it behind, they've seen miracles and wonders heard Jesus preach on the mountain, telling the gathered crowd that the blessed are those who mourn, who are merciful and meek, who hunger for righteousness and seek to make peace. It has been amazing. But most recently, they, and especially Peter, have had their own experience of things changing too much, too fast, If you wonder why Matthew tells us that today's event takes place six days later, it's good to know that six days earlier, something pretty critical had happened. And if you want to check me, you can go into the previous chapter for the details. For you see, Jesus had been drawing ever larger crowds Crowds coming to hear him preach, and crowds coming to be healed. And there are, because of all these crowds, all sorts of stories now circulating about Jesus, about who he is, who he might be. So Jesus turns to his disciples and asks, who do you say that I am? They get all quiet and shy when he asks. Maybe they really don't know. Maybe they're afraid they're somehow going to get it wrong. But Peter, who is never shy, proclaims, you are the Messiah, the Son of God. And Jesus lauds him, telling him that this has been revealed to Peter by God the Father in heaven. 
It is, at this point, Peter's best day ever. Until it isn't. For a moment later, Jesus starts talking about how he, how the Messiah must suffer, and how he will be killed. And none of that lines up with Peter's understanding of what it means to be the Son of God. So he tells Jesus, actually the phrase is he rebukes Jesus, and tells Jesus that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Jesus then calls out Peter as Satan, Peter's worst day ever. Frankly, it's kind of amazing to me that Peter stuck around for the next six days, though I expect he was keeping his head down and his mouth shut. Until that is, Jesus asked Peter and James and John to head on up this mountain together with him. At the top, there is this amazing experience. Jesus suddenly transfigured before them, glowing white and standing, talking to him like it's the most normal thing in the world, are Moses, the giver of the law, and Elijah, the greatest of all the prophets. It's remarkable. And Peter is silent before, now perks up. You can almost hear him thinking now, that's what I'm talking about. The what he actually says is, oh, thank goodness we're here. I can build some shelters to protect you and Moses and Elijah. It's another bad idea from Peter. And this time, it's shut down by a bright cloud that sends and the very voice of God the Father saying, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. For Peter, it has been a week of nothing but change. The realization that he's not just following a rabbi among rabbis, but the Messiah, the hard news that there is suffering ahead, which is a change he cannot bear to consider, and then this revelation on the mountaintop. Certainly, the transfiguration confirms Jesus as the Messiah, but the Messiah to whom he must listen, even when Jesus tells him unsettling, disturbing truth. And should you read to the next chapter after this one, when they head down the mountain, there are more people clamoring for healing and Jesus' journey to Jerusalem and to the cross, to that suffering begins. Peter's growth and struggle will not end after this encounter, but we do know that he learned to listen to Jesus and ultimately became one of Jesus' most powerful and faithful witnesses, able himself to proclaim God's glory and able himself to know and accept that the proclamation of this good news would take Peter among the poor and the dispossessed and would ultimately lead him to his own suffering. Today, Julie, who is about to be baptized, received this story 
This story of Jesus' majesty and this story of Jesus' death and resurrection as her own. It is the story that will sustain her all of her days in the midst of all the changes in her life, assuring her that Jesus is Lord of all and that Jesus is with her every place she goes, whether she finds herself in the midst of sorrow or in the midst of joy. Our task as the congregation gathered to support her and your task as parents and godparents is to help Julie listen for and listen to Jesus. It will start with teaching her prayers and saying them alongside her. That will continue as we teach her to listen to Jesus in Bible stories, through other people, and in the quiet of her own heart. It will happen as we help her seek and see Jesus in moments of great delight when she can give thanks, and also to seek and see Jesus among those who suffer, teaching her that Jesus can always be found among the meek and the mournful, the merciful, and the peacemakers. There will be a lot of growth ahead. There will be a lot of change. But today she receives the gift of Jesus' never-failing love, love that is the same yesterday and today, and for all of her and our tomorrows. May we all listen to him and grow together into the fullness of Christ. Amen.